कृष्ण प्रेष्टा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदातिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअद्वैत गदाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्त वृंदा नमो महावदान्याय कृष्ण प्रेमा प्रदायते कृष्णा कृष्ण चैतन्य नाने गौरतुषे नम नमो ब्रह्मण्य देवाय गोभ्रमणहिताय चगद्धिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगतपते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिये वाचाकलपतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतीतना पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे ओम अज्ञानतिमिनंद ज्ञानंजन शलाकया चक्षुन्मीतमेन तस्म श्री गुरव नम हरे कृष्णा वेलकम बैक ऑल ऑफ यू सो वी आर इन मिस्ट ऑफ डिस्कसिंग चैप्टर थ्री एंड वी हैव अंडरस्टूड इन द प्रीवियस सेशन दैट हाउ कृष्णा हैज एक्सप्लेन सम वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ कर्म योगा ही हैज एक्सप्लेन दैट हाउ इंपॉर्टेंट इट इज टू हैव अ सिस्टम ऑफ यज्ञ the cycle of yagna and how by offering everything to vishnu in yagna we all get benefited and we are all become free from all types of sinful activities and sinful reactions so that's the whole purpose of having yagna 
that's the idea behind why we need to perform yagna so it's a very interesting thing that how krishna in the previous shlokas very beautifully has explained that who is a leader and how a leader should be acting and how common people in general they follow the leaders isn't it and krishna in the previous session explained that how we are not supposed to discourage the common mass of people from doing the regular activities instead a gnani a person who is really intelligent he uses the talents of all the common people in such a way that they all directly or indirectly they become engaged in the service of the lord and that's how gradually they become purified in their heart and consciousness so that's the whole idea and the purpose of yagna so here after listening to all this different conversation and ideas and concepts from krishna arjuna has a very important question and this question is also very relevant to us so what arjuna is asking today is extremely important so verse number 36 arjuna uvacha atakena prayukto yam papam charati purushah anichchanna pi vasneya baladivani yojitah let me repeat that once again arjuna uvacha atakena prayukto yam papam charati purushah anichchannapi vasneya baladivani yojitah the translation is very important arjuna said o descendant of vishni by what is one impelled to sinful acts even unwillingly as if engaged by force so a very interesting and important question asked by arjuna here so this particular question is very relevant and very important even for those people who don't believe in the existence of god and also who don't believe in the existence of the soul now krishna is asking arjuna is asking the question where he is saying that oh arjuna oh krishna what is that force by which a common man a person like me is forced to engage in some sinful activities as if there is some force although many times we think that we don't want to commit some sinful activities but then we are sometimes guilty about doing something wrong isn't it we all have this experience and you yourself may question and ask oh this is so unlike of me that i am getting involved in this kind of a thing isn't it how come i spoke something so wrong how come i could perform something so wrong so many times our actions our words and our thoughts are something which is not in line with our regular consciousness but then we still end up doing something wrong isn't it and we question ourselves and all that appears to be as if by force although we didn't want to have those things but then we get forced to do something wrong isn't it so here prabhupada also explains in the purport he explains that how that the living entity each one of us as spirit soul is pure we all are extremely pure by nature the spirit soul is extremely pure and we are all free from the material contamination when we say material contamination basically it is free from all the lust greed anger envy pride all these different things that anarthas that we have the 
spirit soul is absolutely free from all this material contaminations so prabhupa says that how although we are free from all these material contaminations but we are forced we are forced to do something which is sinful and why this force is coming from where is this force coming is arjuna's question today actually when we come in contact with material nature that's when this pure soul you and i and each one of us we are all pure souls but then when we come in contact with this material nature this prakriti that's when we start developing all the wrong things within our consciousness and then we are somehow or other forced to act in a wrong way in an impure way in a way which is improper and which is not pleasing to krishna so with hesitation and unwillingly we commit sinful activities and arjuna is asking why do we do so what is that force which actually pushes us to do these things it's a very relevant question and in fact this is why we need to read bhagavad gita many times people think that okay bhagavad gita is some religious book and it is something which is not relevant to us but it is not true actually bhagavad gita is very much relevant and especially when arjuna is asking a question like this because most of us each one of us we all have a certain force within us which impels us to do something wrong and then we later on regret for doing such a wrong thing isn't it so that's why these especially this section that we are going to discuss today is very very important for even those who don't believe in god and the soul it's extremely important so see what happens is here krishna is saying arjuna is asking anichchan api varshneya so here krishna is addressed as varshneya because he's coming in the uh, family dynasty of uh, dynasty of vrishni uh, family so that's why he is referred to here as varshneya but anichchan so here arjuna is asking ichcha means desire anichchan means without my desire how is that i am able to do or i am forced to do something wrong that is arjuna's question anichchan so the question is is it really that anichchan you know i mean is it because some desire is not there but still i am committing something wrong no everything begins with a desire how let's understand See, we all have a certain level of consciousness what do i mean a certain level of consciousness there is a spiritual consciousness there is the material consciousness so we lie some somewhere in between the material and the spiritual consciousness so we have a certain level of consciousness so what happens is when we fall down from that certain level of consciousness that is what here is called as anichchan i don't want to fall down from my level of consciousness but i am forced to do balat even yojitaha balat as if there is some force there is some bala which is pulling me now so arjuna is asking a very very relevant question here now so many times it so happens that we also have a certain level of consciousness but then we are forced to act in a certain way which brings our consciousness down so what is that force is what krishna arjuna is asking here so anichchan is it by force don't we is it not by although i don't desire but still i'm pulled down it's not true actually each one of us 
we have desires. Now, those desires, sometimes when they are triggered, that's when we are pulled down. So how is it triggered? What is the reason for it to get triggered? That Krishna is going to explain in the next question. By the way, we should be very clear about this one thing, that it is not Krishna or Paramatma within the heart which is inspiring us to do these things. Krishna as a Paramatma will never inspire us to do anything wrong. It is all because of our own past uh, impressions that we have created, all the wrong things that we have already fed into our mind. So that's what the mind keeps triggering again and again when the object, the sense object is right in front of us. So let's understand the science. So Arjuna has asked a very important question and a relevant question here. And then the very immediate answer Krishna is going to explain and that is in the verse number 37 since there is a lag between both of us I will read the shloka and the translation myself so that there will be no interference between my chanting and your chanting so let's uh, you can hear this time and just I will read and you can also try to repeat in your own places if you have the copy of Bhagavad Gita Wonderful. So in verse number 37, Krishna is giving an answer to Arjuna's question. Shri Bhagavan Vacha Kama Esha Krodha Esha Rajaguna Samudbhavaha Mahashano Mahapapma Vidhyenam Yavairinam Translation. So Krishna is explaining here the blessed Lord said, It is lust only, Arjuna, which is born of contact with the material modes of passion and later transformed into wrath, and which is all devouring sinful enemy of this world. So, very, very important answer. So, a very immediate answer to Arjuna's question. So, in the previous shloka, there was a very important word that Arjuna had asked. Papam charati purushaha. Papam charati. Charati means you are forced to act. Charati means to move. So, papam charati. So, what is papa? Can you just unmute yourself and then explain what is papa? What do we mean by sin? I had explained this in the previous sessions also. What do we mean by papa? What is sinful activity, by the way? Can anyone remember and explain what is sin? What according to us is sin? We all have uh, heard this before. Many times even Prabhupada in his sessions, in his purpose, he keeps explaining about what is sin. Again, since there is a lag, I think you will be able to get my question a little late. But then you can also type. If you are listening it right away, then you can also type in the comment section and I will check that. Good. And here, uh, devotees on YouTube as well, you can please uh, comment and give these answers so that I can check and see if there is anything that you are getting it right. So, Papam. By the way, here in verse number 37, Krishna is also saying Mahashano Mahapapma. He is also using this word Papma, sin. So both are referring to this important thing. What is Papma? So my question is, what do we mean? 
Swachitanji is saying it's an act that is performed with material objective. Very nice, Swachitanji. Material objective. We all have certain inclinations, material inclinations, and when we act in that line, then we are committing some sinful activity. But by the way, don't you think that there are so many material activities that are also referred in the Vedas, in the Karma Kanda section that we discussed in the previous section that how there are so many material activities, the Vedas themselves are saying that you should do Ekna, you should do this, you should do that and all for material benefits. So is that also Papma? Is that also called Papma? Because Vedas themselves are encouraging us to do certain material activities. So are all these different things also coming under the section, under the category of Papa? So Dev is saying that when we act to get credit for the act. Okay, so you are saying that when we try to work and when we get the result, we try to keep the result for ourselves and don't want to give it to others. And sometimes we also always want to be in the limelight, right? Each one of us, we are always constantly trying to be under the limelight. We don't want to take any submissive position, a humble position. Okay, that's also a kind of Papa. So in general, sin is Anything that we do which is meant only for our sense pleasure, it is not for Krishna's sense pleasure, but any activity that we do which is only meant for our own pleasure, that is sin. Anything that is against the verdict of the Vedas, anything that goes against the principles of the Vedas, that is what we call as sin. That is Papa. So, Arjuna is asking that I don't want to do Papa, I don't want to go against the scriptures, but I am forced to do. Why dear Krishna? So Krishna is saying the very important reason why we commit these sinful activities, why we go against the laws given by God is because Kama Esha Krodha Esha Kama and Krodha Rajoguna Samutbhavaha So it is lust only. Lust means desire. What type of desire? That desire which is meant only for our own pleasure is called lust. But when we think of giving pleasure to the Lord and to others, especially devotees, that is called love. Isn't it? So today, you see, we are all celebrating this Valentine's Day. And now you may think, oh Prabhuji, what is this? You are talking about lust. But today is the day of love, Valentine's Day. But actually, if you understand and analyze, whatever is going on in the name of love today is actually not love. Deep within, each one of them is actually having the selfish motive to enjoy their own senses. That's what happens in this material world. The most intimate relationship, whether it is husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, ultimately each one of them are actually trying to enjoy their own senses. And moment that enjoyment is somehow restricted, then there is frustration and that frustration leads to Krodha. That's how everything is connected here in this material world. Although it is not a very appropriate uh, discussion that we are going to have on Valentine's Day, but this is the fact and this is the truth that Krishna is explaining. So we should understand the exact opposite of lust is the spiritual love. That love that exists between the devotees and the Supreme Lord. You see, we should not fall in love. Falling in love happens only in material world. In spiritual world, everyone rises in love. So we should hanker for rising in love and not falling in love. 
right? So if you want to rise in love, then we need to have the right object of love and the right object of love is Krishna and none other than Krishna and that's exactly what gopis had. Gopis had the ultimate object of love and that was Krishna. They were so much uh, intensely having this loving feeling for Krishna that they were even cursing Brahma. You know why they were cursing Brahma? They were cursing Brahma because he had created this eyelids. Krishna's beauty is amazing. Krishna's beauty is the most beautiful. He's, nobody's beauty can be compared to the beauty of Krishna. Thousands and millions of cupids together cannot match the beauty of Krishna. And that beauty of Krishna was enjoyed by the gopis. And these gopis they could enjoy because they had applied the ointment of love on their eyes. Premanjana Churita Bhakti Vilochanena. That is what? But Premanjana. But we don't apply Premanjana in this material world. We all apply Kamanjana. The ointment of lust. And each and every one where we look here, we look with the eyes of lust. That ointment of lust. We always think that, oh, everything is meant for my enjoyment. That's the motive here. But the gopis, they had the highest perfection of life and they had applied that Premanjana onto their eyes. And that, that vision of Krishna, that beauty of Krishna, when it was obstructed because of the eyelids, they cursed Brahmaji for creating the eyelids. He said, what kind of a creator this Brahma is? He doesn't even know how to create. You see, that was the mood of the gopis. So there is a huge difference between lust and love. What goes in the name of love is actually lust in this material world. But since people do not know the fundamentals of love, they get trapped. Because each one of us as spirit soul, we have this ability to love and to be loved. Each one of us, that's the nature of the love, that's the nature of the soul. The soul's nature is to be un. Satchit Ananda, it wants to experience Ananda and Ananda comes only when there is an exchange of loving feelings between two entities, two living entities. To love and to be loved is the natural constitutional position of the soul. But then it gets frustrated here in this material world. Why? The reason is Kama Esha Krodha Esha Rajaguna Samutbhavaha So here Krishna is saying that this Kama and Krodha both are actually twin brothers. Actually, there is another person. They're all siblings. Lust, greed and anger. But Krishna is not explaining about greed here. Now, greed is very nicely explained in the future chapters of the Bhagavad Gita. Where Krishna explains that these lust, greed and anger are actually the gateways to hell. But here Krishna is not explaining about greed is because what is greed by the way let's understand see lust lust means desire desire to enjoy our own selves so when lust is fulfilled when our desire is fulfilled it leads to greed lust means i want to enjoy greed means i want to enjoy more that is greed so whenever your desire gets fulfilled you want to enjoy more you want it more but when the desire is unfulfilled, when it is not fulfilled, then it leads to anger, krodha. So the fulfillment of desire leads to greed. The unfulfillment of that desire leads to krodha, anger. So all these three are siblings. 
All these three are brothers. Lust, greed and anger. But Krishna is explaining about anger and not greed because any person who is greedy ultimately gets frustrated by enjoying his senses because everything has a limit here. And that frustration will ultimately lead to anger. That's why Krishna is not touching upon greed right here. That's why anger is called Kamanuja. Kamanuja means just like Ramanuja. Ramanuja means Anuja of Rama. Who is that? Lakshman. Lakshmana is called Ramanuja because he is the younger brother of Lord Rama. So here, lust and greed and anger all are brothers and anger is Kamanuja because younger brother of lust is Kamaha. So, here, how is this coming? Rajoguna Samutbhavaha. Rajoguna. So, this is the central driving force. These three gunas. I have been explaining in the previous sections also how that these three modes, Sattva, Raja and Tama, all these three modes are driving this whole material world and the mode of passion, Rajoguna, is actually, it, uh, it, it gives an impetus to all this lusty desire, the mode of passion. And this mode of passion, Srimad Bhagavatam explains that it is emanating from the mouth, from the lips of Brahma. Brahma is actually the controller of the mode of passion. Shiva is the controller of the mode of ignorance. And Vishnu is actually the controller of uh, mode of goodness. So Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, Rajas is actually controlled by Brahma. So Rajo Gunas Samudbhavaha. So the origin from the material perspective, the origin of this uh, Kama and Krodha is actually coming from Rajoguna. So what is happening here? Krishna is saying, Mahashano Mahapapma Vidhyenam Ihavairinam. Iha. Iha means in this material world. Vairinam. Vairi means an enemy. See, we, many a time, we all have enemies. Especially when you try to become successful in this material world, it's very natural to have enemies. So here, Krishna is also saying that you have an enemy. And this enemy is not an ordinary enemy. This enemy is a very dangerous enemy who lies right within you. So this enemy is lust. Now, when lust transmogrifies, See, transform means a change which is good. Transmogrify means that which gets converted into a very ugly form. That is what is called as transmogrifies. So lust actually transmogrifies into anger. And both of them are very dangerous. All these are coming from Rajoguna. But here the important thing Krishna and also Prabhupada is mentioning a very important thing. He is saying that in the purport that we all are the parts of the Supreme Lord, the expansion of the Supreme Lord. And Prabhupada is saying that the spiritual Lord, the Supreme Lord Krishna has an ever increasing spiritual bliss. And the living entity are the parts and parcel of this spiritual bliss. We are a part and parcel of the spiritual bliss. So Prabhupada is not saying that we are part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. In this context he is mentioning that we are part and parcel of the spiritual bliss. Why? It's because, again, we are all Ananda Mayo We are all looking for Ananda. 
we are all by nature looking for happiness and that happiness comes from the supreme lord because he is the supremely happy person so when we get connected to that supremely happy person we also will become happy but we are right now disconnected so we are actually part and parcel of that spiritual bliss which we have right now forgotten krishna being the supreme lord he is independently blissful he is swarat but we as living entity we are dependently blissful he is vibhu we are anu because his vibhu is huge he is independent he enjoys independently but our happiness is dependent on krishna we cannot become independently happy that's the nature of the living entity and the very reason the root cause for our suffering is this that we have forgotten our relationship with krishna and because we are unable to connect with him and we are trying to independently enjoy that's why we are suffering so much so this is the root cause of our suffering the moment we understand that we cannot enjoy independently we are supposed to be in connection with krishna that's when we become truly happy but majority of the people are baffled and it's important that we become baffled in this material world there are many people who don't even realize that suffering many people are just going on with all the materialistic enjoyment but it is important a learned person a gnani is one who understand that he is suffering in this material world that is actually intelligence to know that i am suffering in this material world requires a certain level of spiritual uh, consciousness but there are many people who just lead life like animals without even understanding that they are actually suffering you see so this bafflement this being baffled in this material world is important for us to grow spiritually that spiritual jignasa that brahma jignasa will begin only when you are frustrated in this material world and that what happened with the american dream you see most of the people after the second world war america us was the only country which was least affected although it was very much a part of the second world war it was not affected so much because of the war and that's being because they were only supplying the arms and ammunition and everything else to the countries to the allies and that's how they were part of the uh, second world war but america was least affected and they got huge money after the world war 2 there was so much of money that america had and all the people the veterans who came back the soldiers died but then all the money that came in all the people after second world war the government gave them so much facilities and so much of material enjoyment but the children of those veterans they had everything all the luxuries that they wanted and even in spite of getting all those things they were so frustrated and that's when they all started looking for true happiness and they started getting into drugs and alcohol and all the nonsense things that they wanted to try out so that they could experience something higher but still they were frustrated and that's when prabhupad went to the west and they gave prabhupad gave them the hari krishna mantra and brought them into the spiritual culture the vedic culture and that's how the whole movement began so the question here is the whole world is pushing us it is pushing us to enjoy our senses it is glorifying these two things kama and krodha everywhere in this material world 
each one of them, they are actually trying to promote more and more as much as possible sense gratification. It is exactly opposite to the principle that Krishna is speaking here. Krishna is saying that you need to get rid of these karma and krodha, but here in this material world, you see, everywhere there is so much of promotion that is happening. And that is karma. You see, even when there are advertisements, now there are so many men's products, you know, there are a lot of people uh, show and display about men's products, men's clothing and everything. But now, in that advertisement, they will have a woman. Now, for promoting a men's costumes and men's wear and all those things, why do we need a woman in the advertisement? It's because they know that the whole world is driven by lust. And that's why they want to take advantage of this lust and then try to promote their products. And so many such things are happening. Angry young man, Amitabh Bachchan, we all know. They are glorifying anger. Why? Because anger is, you know, it gives a certain type of emotion. And these days we see that how people being driven by karma and krodha, they get into so many nonsensical things. And the moment you open the newspaper in the morning, you will see so many reasons, so many incidents and accidents happening just because of these two things. It will be somewhere related to karma and krodha. The murders, the rapes and all these things that you see is all driven by these things. Karma and Trodha. And we want peace in this material world. How can we have peace in this material world when we are trying to promote these two things, lust and anger, so much? It is bombarded through media, the social media, the internet. Everything is promoting so much of this lust and greed and anger. And we want to be happy. It's not possible. So this is against the principles of Krishna. So we should not become trapped. We should not be trapped by this. We should never become trapped by this so-called uh, temporary happiness. So we have to become baffled. We have to become frustrated in this material world. It's important. Although it may not sound good, but that's the fact of life. If you want to really elevate yourself to the spiritual consciousness, then you should understand your, your suffering in this material world. It's very important. So Brahma Jignasa can begin only when you know that you are suffering. Otherwise we are not doing Brahma Jignasa. We are not doing, we are only doing uh, Indra Tripti Jignasa. Everywhere, even an animal, even an ant, the moment it works, it's only looking for these three things. How can I enjoy? How can I enjoy? Even animals are looking for this. Constantly driven by lust. So I think uh, we should be very careful. There are so many things, uh, nonsense things that we see. All this uh, premarital and extramarital affairs that we see, it's all driven by lust. And so much of uh, havoc that it creates in the family life of people. And we should be very clear, we should know that this lust, there is nothing that remains sacred for lust. There is nothing sacred for lust. Everything goes in the name of love, but there is so much that is happening wrong. Today, because of the internet, there is uh, so much of all this obscene thing that is going on and people watch and they get polluted and it is bombarded and all the uh, perversities of people are shown there and people are watching all these things and themselves adopting to these pervert habits. Already we are in a dream. This material world itself is a very perverted reflection of the spiritual world and within this material world we are intensifying the perversions. And that's very very dangerous. 
we it's like a dream within a dream you're going deeper and deeper into dream world into the fantasy world so many times people and internet and all these things they fantasize and they glorify these things but you see what's happening to the human consciousness many times the youngsters the teenagers are getting hooked on to these uh, uh, social media and many other things on the internet and their productivity is getting lost they are becoming more and more unproductive and if this is the case of the younger generation what can we expect from the society in the future just imagine these are very serious things 10 years down the line 20 years down the line you will see all the youngsters just sitting at home it's already happening they'll all become lazy bugs and they'll not be thinking about anything about contributing to the society they will all become selfish being in their own virtual world it's a very dangerous thing and this is what happened it all begins with a very small thing it begins with a, a, a small impetus but it grows in a big way in a very ugly way and that exactly happened with ajamila also you see ajamila he was such a nice brahmana a very very pure brahmana doing his regular brahmanical activities on a daily basis but then once when he went to the forest to collect some flowers he saw the shudrani and the shudra both engaged in an intimate relationship and then he got agitated and he got attracted he was married but he got attracted to this prostitute you see and he got so intense uh, desire to be with her that he neglected his own family his wife and parents and everyone else and then he got married with this prostitute and he enjoyed his life or rather suffered his life so much just to keep this prostitute happy when he was 88 years old bhagavatam says when he was 88 years old he had a son of 10 years just imagine but what a what a dangerous life he led so much of papa so much of simple activities that's why it's important that's the reason we should understand we should know now is the time that we realize that we are not supposed to exhibit this lust and anger it's better that we get rid of this lust and anger so krishna is saying that this is the reason why what is the force which forces us to commit sinful activities and krishna is saying kamayesha krodaisha so each one of us have these two forces right within us now through spiritual process we should somehow destroy this enemies within us that's the whole krishna conscious movement is meant for this process of accumulating knowledge that we are doing week after week is because somehow by listening to the bhagavad gita by chanting the hari krishna mantra we are trying to address these two enemies we are trying to attack these enemies within us which is important so another thing about ajamila i just remembered actually uh, lust is so powerful it doesn't care for your uh, positive moral image many people you know they uh, carry a certain uh, moral image in front of the public but deep within when they are alone in private they are hypocrites so that shouldn't happen it's not that you show something to the public and you are something else in the private and that's that tells a lot about our own uh, uh, integrity a person with integrity he never does two things in different places he is what 
in public and private the same that's what prabhupad was prabhupad's public life and private life was the same so lust is something which keeps us publicly different and in a private different so it keeps these two things separately and what makes us different this lust and anger so let's go to the next verse and uh, let's understand what krishna is going to explain in the 39th verse now no it is 38th verse sorry it is 38th verse let's understand very very important so let's chant the 38th verse you can look into your bhagavad gita and read it yourself because there is some lag between both of us so we'll not be able to i'll not be able to take you on board okay लिविंग एंटिटी is covered by different degrees of this lust so a very nice uh, way of explaining krishna is saying that yes the force unwanted force is lust and anger and in this verse krishna is saying how this lust covers us so basically in this verse krishna is explaining the degrees of covering due to lust i repeat that again lust covers each one of us to different degrees and that different degrees of covering is explained in this particular words here so what is the what are the different types of coverings or uh, different degrees to which the lust covers us the very first thing is as fire is covered by smoke very interesting many times when we see smoke the fire is invisible the fire is not directly visible because the smoke has covered it but the covering of fire with the smoke the degree is very less because smoke it's not very dense you know you can see the fire little closer you go and you can see the fire so the degree is relatively lesser when it is compared to the next one that krishna is saying the second is as mirror is covered by dust you just go into the mirror it says no yata darsho darsho means darpana also say you know mirror is called darpana darsho means also mirror so when a mirror is covered by the dust can you see yourself you cannot see yourself you cannot see yourself clearly and that's one of the very nice uh, uh, analogy that is used by chaitanya mahaprabhu also in his uh, shikshastakam the very first words he says cheto darpanam arjunam bhava mahadavagni nirvapanam श्रेय कैरवचंद्रिका वितरण विद्यावधु जीवन आनंदाबुदिवर्धन प्रतिपद पूर्णामृतस्वादनमस्नपनम परम विजयते श्रीकृष्णा संकीर्तन चेतो दर्पणमाजनम तो चैतन्य महाप्रभु सेंग वी नीड टू क्लेंस द मिरर ऑफ अवर हार्ट एंड देन यू कैन सी योर सेल्फ वेरी नाइसली सो बिकॉज अवर mirror of heart is covered with so many anarthas of lust and greed and anger we are unable to see our spiritual consciousness our spiritual soul so 
very nice uh, analogy krishna is saying yata darsho malena cha the dust has covered our consciousness because of this lust so this is another degree a little higher degree of covering and then krishna is again very beautifully explaining yato ulvena ulvena means um you know sometimes uh, garba our uh, uh, the fetus is covered by this ulvena just like the living entity is covered by uh, the embryo is covered by the womb so krishna is saying that the lust covers us and this is a little thicker a even more thicker degree of covering of lust that uh, we can experience so there are different degrees mentioned here and there are different living entities for example the plants when you look into the plants the plants are heavily covered they are very thickly covered by lust the plants which are there the covering is the spiritual consciousness of the plants is thickly covered so it is like yato ulbena pratagarbas a very thick covering that's why plants do not uh, exhibit their emotions you see plants are uh, so thickly covered by this lust they cannot even they cannot explain they cannot speak they cannot move they cannot display their emotions very nicely it's all because the thick layer of covering of this lust a little advanced are animals the animals they are also living entities but they can exp- uh, very nicely display and express their emotions you see the dogs and the cats and different birds and and animals the dolphins that you see they all express their emotions very nicely isn't it so it's all because the covering of lust is little lesser there so that is like eto darsho malenacha it's like the mirror covered by the dust the animals have a little lesser degree of covering and then we human beings the little advanced uh, uh, species compared to each one of uh, the other species so here we have even lesser degree of covering even lesser degree that's why it is compared to as dhume dhume na grehate vahanir it is like the fire covered by smoke so our consciousness as human beings is far far less covered by lust compared to the animals and the plants so we are already in a very advantageous position as human beings this human form that we have got is very very important and we have got a very special human form of life so now what are we supposed to do with this in this human form of life this lust is present as a thing and as a feeling many times we have this understanding that lust means kama is just a sort of uh, a feeling that we have it's uh, sometimes triggered and then we express that lusty feeling but actually lust is not just a feeling but it's also a thing yes devotees you heard it right lust is is also a thing how is it a thing it's a thing because what happens is when we have seen certain thing wrong something which is very wrong we have done something wrong or our own actions which were wrong in the past 
all those things are sitting as impressions in our mind, in our consciousness. There are certain impressions. Those impressions are actually a thing. And the moment there is a sense object, those impressions are triggered and you act again sinfully. So that impression is a thing. Now thing can be gross. Just like this book I have, it is a gross, something that I can touch. But there are things which are also subtle. The impressions that are formed, you know, when people watch something which is ugly and all those obscene things. So all those impressions are sitting in the mind. So what happens is it is sitting in the consciousness. The moment you see the sense object, all those impressions are triggered. So that thing, that impression is sitting like a thing. It's a thing. It's not just a feeling. And then that impression, that thing which gets triggered later on becomes a feeling. And then you want to experience that feeling. You want to engage more and more into that feeling. Why? Because it gives you a certain pleasure. No doubt, there is definitely there is some pleasure in this material world also. That material pleasure is there. And that's why the whole world is uh, running behind. We're all looking for that material pleasure. But it is temporary. That is what people don't understand. So it is both. The lust is both a thing and it is also a feeling. And this triggering of those things, these impressions, creates feeling with us. So let's understand. There is an internal stimulus, there is an external stimulus. So the sense objects which are there, those are called external stimulus. You see a gulab jamun outside, it gives you a certain stimulus outside. But there is also a previous experience of eating the gulab jamun, which is sitting in your mind as an impression. So both the external stimulus and the internal stimulus, when they come together, they are triggered. That's when we engage in this material world, in this material sense pleasures. So both are going on. Let's understand how this covering is going on. So Krishna is explaining in this words, he is saying that Tata Kenyadam Avratam. Avratam. Avratam means covering. So we are covered to different degrees and let's understand how this covering takes place. The very beautiful example is of a movie theatre. I am sure that each one of you have gone uh, to a movie theatre and seen and watched movies. So what happens in a movie theatre now? When you go to a movie theatre, the execution of creating an illusion happens in two phases. Just imagine yourself sitting in a movie theatre now. When you enter the movie theatre, there are two things that happens before they create an illusion. The very first thing is, they shut down all the lights. Isn't it? When you enter, all the lights are shut down and it's made completely dark. So, Maya also has two types of covering potencies. Two ways of bewildering a human being. The two energies of Maya is Prakshepatmika and Avarnatmika Shakti. Prakshepatmika Shakti and Avarnatmika Shakti. That's the two energies of Maya through which she bewilders, she covers a consciousness of a human being. So Avarnatmika Shakti means it's like when you sit in a movie theater, all the lights are shut down. Everything is dark and once everything is dark, then another type of light is projected on the screen 
दैट इज प्रक्षेपात्मिक शक्ति एंड दैट लाइट वेन यू स्टार्ट सींग यू विल सी इमेज रीज एंड देन यू बिकम वेरी इमोशनल यू स्टार्ट गेटिंग अटैच टू दैट इमेज and all these things will begin so when you go to the theater the number one is all the lights are shut down and you are covered from the external world you don't know what's happening outside of the theater and moment that is done the second type of light is projected on the screen and all the imagery comes in and then you get involved in that movie you become a part of that movie you start identifying with the characters in the movie isn't it so all this takes place so this is a very similar phenomena that happens with each one of us we are also in this movie theater of this material world it's a very dark place it is explained in the shrimad bhagavatam that this material world is a very dark place so here what has happened is it the maya first avarnatmika shakti she covers you with all this material body this panchabhuta mind buddhi ahankara all these elements are covering you that's number 1 and second thing what she does is prakshepatmikah then she creates a illusion of family and relatives and different identities so each one of us we start identifying ourselves with so many different things so both things are happening avarnir avarnatmika shakti prakshepatmika shakti and this is how we are in illusion and to different degrees we are illusion I hope I'm making it very clear to both of all of you. And if there are any questions, please feel free to ask questions. You can type them in the comment section and leave your questions there in the comment section. All right. So you see, this is a very interesting thing. So Krishna has explained here that uh, there are three degrees of uh, illusion, and after explaining the degrees of covering in the next shloka. Krishna is explaining another very important thing and that is in the verse number 39 he is going to explain the method of covering how does this maya covers our consciousness let's understand this so in verse number 39 krishna is saying avritam gnanam etena gnanino nitya vairina kamarupena kaunteya dushpurena nalena cha so the translation goes like this thus a man's pure consciousness is covered by his eternal enemy in the form of lust which is never satisfied and which burns like fire very very interesting it is said here that the pure consciousness the eternal enemy in the form of lust is never satisfied ज्ञानिनो नित्य वैरीना सो द सोल इज रेफर टू हियर एज ज्ञानिना वाई द सोल इज रेफर हियर एज ज्ञानिना बिकॉज चित इज द फैकल्टी ऑफ सोल सच चित आनंद नॉलेज मीन्स चित दैट एक्चुअली इज अ फैकल्टी दैट इज बींग गिवन अ रिसोर्स दैट इज गिवन टू द सोल द सोल बाय नेचर इज knowledgeable that's why here krishna is referring as gnanino nitya vairinaha so gnanin the soul is definitely a very intellectual person a very knowledgeable person but there is a enemy vairi and uh, it's a very frightening thing krishna is saying earlier he was saying that vairi vairi vidhya enam vairinam but here krishna is saying 
nitya vairinam nitya vairinam means what nitya means eternal this lust this kama is the nitya vairi of each one of us just see all of us have this different to different degrees nitya vairi we are living with the enemy within us enemy is not outside enemy is right within us it is a fool who thinks that enemies are external to us it is not that enemies are outside they are all within us and the very powerful and the most uh, close enemy within us is this lust kamaha now just imagine all of you i had given this example previously also just imagine there is a war between india and pakistan and there is a spy from pakistan who has somehow come into this uh, indian army and he has taken a role in indian army now this guy this person within the indian army the spy is more dangerous than the army the front line army of pakistan because when there is a war even before the attack happens from the front line of the pakistan army this guy who is right within us acts like a sabotage and he can destroy the indian army being within us it's a very dangerous thing and that's exactly what's happening to us we are thinking the enemy is external but there is enemy right within our own consciousness and that is lust who is eating us why is he eating us because he uses all our resources this karma sitting within us is using everything that is provided to us by the material nature and satisfying his own desires just see it's like the computer virus you know when the virus comes into the computer your laptop or your desktop you see what happens is the virus uses the softwares the cameras and the mics and all the resources which are connected and which are part of the computer for its own benefit that's how the virus acts right it uses the resources of the computer and uses the same resources to destroy the computer that's called virus and that's why that same virus is there within us that is lust corona covid 19 is not a very great virus the more powerful virus than corona covid 19 is the lust karma within us which is eating which is taking away all our intellectual resources the spiritual resources and continuously putting us again back into this material world again and again life after life you see so this is the most very dangerous enemy within us and just like i gave an example of ajamela the same thing happened ajamela such a nice person but you see the lust which got triggered it used every resource within ajamela's body for satisfying its own desires and finally destroyed his life he became so sinful and that's what is happening with us also very dangerous extremely dangerous so we should never give room anything to this lust you see today we see this uh, stds people suffer from this uh, sexually transmitted diseases why all because of lust they get involved and indulge in all these nefarious activities and then this disease come into the body and they destroy the body see such a bad thing so who is the 
dangerous thing. Who is the most dangerous enemy? The lust business. Never satisfied. That's what Krishna is saying here. It is never satisfied by any amount of fulfillment of desires. It's like pouring the fuel into fire. Can you extinguish the fire by pouring fuel into it? No, it's going to blaze more and more. So anytime when people think that, oh, I have a desire and I want to satisfy the desire, it's wrong. The moment you satisfy the desire, it leads to more and more. It is going to ignite more and more. Dangerous thing it is. So we should not think, that's why it's called tapasya. Tapasya means restrain. Why? For a better life, for a spiritual elevation. Kama rupena kaunteya, dushpurena nalenacha. It takes all your advanced uh, uh, senses and everything and captures it. Why it is not satisfied? Yeyati is saying this. Now Yeyati who comes in the Yadu dynasty, of course Yadu was uh, his son, Yeyati's son. So Yeyati who was married to Devyani, who was the daughter of uh, 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 Shukracharya. So both of them uh, uh, were married and they had children. But Yeyati was cursed. He said that he was cursed that he will become old by Shukracharya himself. And then it so happened that uh, somehow uh, it was told that if you can exchange your old age with one of your uh, praja or your own son, if somebody can exchange their youth, then you can enjoy for a long time. And then he, he exchanged his old age with his own son and he was himself leading a very youthful life for thousands of years and in spite of enjoying a life of sense enjoyment for thousands of years, Higyata is saying that it's not going to get satisfied. He enjoyed for thousands of years material sense enjoyment, still he was not satisfied. Higyata is saying, now what to speak of us who live just for 70-80 years, you see? So we should never be in the wrong impression that the more I enjoy, the more uh, I will be satisfied. No, it's not going to be like that. You will never be satisfied. So Krishna is saying that you please control yourself. And even at the point of death, this lust will remain. There was a very nice story of, uh, uh, of Akbar and Birbal. And both of them were once uh, going on a, a tour. They wanted to visit the Praja, the kingdom. And then uh, they saw that an old man was dying and uh, Birbal say, said to Akbar that you know, this man, although very old, he still, you know, they have this uh, desire to enjoy, he still wants to enjoy, uh, so much of lusty desire there. Akbar said, no, no, how can that be? He is such an old man, he cannot enjoy now. But uh, Birbal said, no, I will prove, prove it to you. He said, uh, Akbar, can you please, uh, you know, ask your daughter to come, a young daughter to come here. And uh, Akbar sent a message through his soldiers and the young daughter was brought. And moment the young daughter entered the room, this old man's eyes were beaming and he started looking at this young girl. And then Birbal said, don't you see his eyes? Observe his eyes. And then Akbar was confirmed that yes. There is no age limit for lust. That's what Krishna is saying here. <laughs> very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. So, 
Prabhupada also is very nicely using a, a terminology here. Prabhupada is saying that this material world is called Maithunyagraha or shackles of sex life. Prabhupada is saying this word Maithunyagraha. Now some of you may be thinking, Prabhuji, what are you saying? You know, when we engage in a passionate, uh, 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 we indulge in passionate act with a husband or a wife, male and female come together, there is so much of pleasure and enjoyment. And you are saying it is shackles, it is going to bind you more and more. How is it possible? So Prabhupada is saying, yes, it is shackles, it shackles us. Why? Let's understand. Why lust is a shackle? You see, whenever a man and a woman, they come together and they want to enjoy an intimate relationship, that experience of intimate relationship cannot happen unless a man and a woman thinks that they are this body. You can have the sense pleasure only when you think that you are this body. And to enjoy that intimate relationship, both the man and wife should think that they are the body. And lust is the basis of it. Unless you think you are the body, you cannot enjoy. So to make you think that you are this body and enjoy sense gratification, you need to have lust within you. So the more and more lust you have, the more and more the bodily consciousness is increasing. It keeps you under the bodily consciousness. And the more and more you think that you are this body, this body is a shackle. It keeps the soul bound. And it keeps you bound not just within this lifetime, but it keeps you bound even in the next lifetime. It gives you another body to enjoy. That's why it is shackled. Such a terrific shackle. You see, it continues. Even when this body gets destroyed, it will give you another shackle. It binds you with a new chain. What is binding you? This very lust. By giving you the experience of bodily pleasure. So isn't it a shackle? And the reason why we have this material world, this material body is because somewhere deep within, in the previous life, we all had this attachment to lust. We wanted to enjoy lustfully. That's why we have this material world, this material body. And we will continue to have this material body as long as we have this lust within us, this enemy within us. That's why Krishna is saying, fight it now. You should fight this lust. If you want to get rid of this material body and go to the spiritual world, then you have to break the shackle, the shackle of lust. There is this, the soul, this is the material body. What is binding this soul and this body is the shackle of lust. The moment you break this chain between the body and the soul, then you will become free. We all will become free. And that's what is Krishna is saying here. And another very interesting uh, sentence Prabhupada is making in the purport is saying that advancement of material civilization on the basis of sense gratification means increasing the duration of material existence of the living entity. So advancement, the so-called advancement that we are talking about is all about how to enjoy more and more, how to enjoy the senses more and more. That's advancement, right? So the more and more we advance materially, the more we are extending the duration of our material existence. 
it only means advancement means the more we are going to be in this material world for a longer duration of time because the world is advancing more and more for what they are using their intelligence for what they are using only for sense gratification but we as humans should know i want to advance spiritually not materially that's the difference between a civilized person and uncivilized person a civilized person will think of eternal good he looks for shreya not look for preya so there is a difference between shreyas and preyas right so we should be looking for shreyas and not preyas never never do that so there are two things visha and vishaya visha means poison vishaya means sense objects when you consume visha it will kill you you will get killed by visha by consumption but you will get killed by vishaya just by contemplation vishaya means sense object jhayato vishayan pumsah sangasthesho pajayate in the previous words we had seen so when you drink poison only then you get killed but here this vishaya when you just think contemplate on the sense object you will get killed and that contemplation is triggered by lust so very dangerous enemy we have just think about it any enjoyment that you think that i should enjoy not for krishna why krishna should enjoy only i should enjoy it is a sinful activity that is papa and everyone is engaged in all the sinful activities without yagna they don't do anything eating sleeping mating defending everything is papa there is no yagna so very very dangerous thing krishna is explaining so we have a enemy right within us so let's uh, take another shloka and the last shloka for today very interesting shloka and here krishna is saying in verse number 40 इंद्रियाणि मनो बुद्धिर अस्यादिष्टानमुच्यते एतेर विमोह्यति एष ज्ञानम आवृत्तते हिनम सो व्हाट डज इट मीन ही सेज दैट द सेंसेस द माइंड एंड द इंटेलिजेंस आर द सिटिंग प्लेसेस ऑफ दिस लस्ट व्हिच वेइल्स द रियल नॉलेज ऑफ द लिविंग एंटिटी एंड बिविल्डर्स हिम सो krishna has said in the previous word that lust is the enemy but in this word krishna is saying where is this enemy hiding because you know the indian army they know that there is an enemy there the terrorists are there but just knowing that terrorist is there is not enough you should also know the location of the terrorist right only when you know the location of the terrorist you can go and shoot and kill that person so krishna is saying here that lust is a terrorist within you he is also saying where is this lust hiding within you so where is this lust this terrorist hiding within you he is saying that the senses indriyani manobuddhir so in the senses the five senses manah in your mind and in your buddhi in your intelligence just see the enemy lust has taken the most strategic points locations within your body the indriyas 
where you are dealing with the outside world, the mind which is the central focus of all the dealings and the feelings and emotions and the buddhi, the most intelligent person, the buddhi itself, the discriminative power, lust is sitting. So, the control room, the intelligence is the control room, there itself the lust is sitting and directing. So, our situation is very pathetic, very very pathetic situation. So, lust has taken the most important points. See, without knowing the location, how can you fire? So, Krishna is so helpful. Dear devotees, see, such a nice solution Krishna is giving here. Krishna is such a nice, merciful Lord. Krishna is saying that, I am telling you who is your real enemy, but I am also telling you that, where is that enemy sitting? And that's why Krishna is Surudam Sarva Bhutanam. He is the well-wisher of each and every living entity. Only he can say that. Only Krishna can say that he is the well-wisher of everyone. Because see, he is giving such a nice knowledge to all of us. So shouldn't we be really thankful to Krishna? So why? Let's understand. So here, many times people think that lust is outside, in the object. But it's not true. Lust is within us. So Krishna has explained that in the previous word. So let's understand this a little bit deeper. Many times when we see a certain form, a very beautiful form of a woman, a man gets agitated. He gets provoked. He sees a beautiful form in front of him and he gets provoked. He thinks that yes, I should enjoy this form. And the, nowadays, uh, many people take the loopholes within the constitution and they want to take advantage. They want to enjoy and also take advantage of the constitution. And that's why there is a term called blaming the victim. Some of you must have heard about this, blaming a victim. So we see many times this uh, men, uh, they are triggered by lust and they go and uh, violate the freedom of women by raping them. And moment you open the newspaper, we see so many such cases happening, right? So what's happening here now? Let's understand. There are many young people also involved in this. Many times uh, teenagers are getting involved in this kind of activities. How does this happen? So Krishna is explaining the science behind this. Why people act sinfully? So, Krishna is explaining there is Vairi and explaining the position of this enemy. So what happens is, blaming the victim means, many times they blame that, oh, that woman is wearing inappropriate clothes and that's why a man was triggered and he went and uh, violated her. Right? And they put a false thing, accuse, they accuse the victim itself and the cases run for many, 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 many years in the courts without any judgment, right? This is going on. Now, it is inappropriate. We have no freedom to violate anybody else's freedom. When a woman says no, it's a no. You cannot go and violate a freedom, right? But why is triggered? They say that no, she was wearing provocative clothes and that's why this is how uh, a man was triggered. No, whether she wears or she doesn't wear, lust is not outside, lust is within you. You cannot blame the object, you should blame yourself. Many times it's a false notion that the object, the lust is outside. No, it is within us. 
because the very same beautiful woman she is also feeding a small baby the small baby is coming in contact very closely and intimately connected to that beautiful woman the baby is not having any lusty desires he is not getting triggered by the lusty desires because there is no presence of lust there you see so why a young man is getting attracted and getting provoked is because lust is within the man it's wrong so we just like you know many times well there are uh, there are people i'm not i'm talking this although it's a valentine day but please excuse me for this but this is the fact you see we cannot compromise on the philosophy of krishna on the bhagavad gita and the current events that are happening fact is fact it's a bitter truth but when we have to digest it that's what's happening in the society today right so when people go to the brothels they pay they don't violate the prostitute they pay and then she's paid for all the uh, pleasure that she gives they don't violate and that's legalized in many places but definitely it's a violation of a woman's wisdom or freedom when you go and uh, you know destroy her chastity and you uh, make her emotionally uh, challenged right so these things are inappropriate from the man's side so we cannot blame the victim at the same time women also should be very sensitive they should understand that oh it's my body so i can wear whatever i want no you can think that it's my body and wear whatever i want but the natural phenomena is you are definitely going to provoke a woman a man it's a very natural tendency it's a material world you cannot take a chance so that's why in the vedic culture women were explained and they were taught how to cover their body but today that's not happening it's my body many women they fight for oh it's my body i can do whatever i want i can abort my body i can abort the child within it because my body no you cannot expose your body because the moment you do that you are actually sending messages you are sending a wrong message to the men why because there are some unchaste women who also want the limelight they want men to uh, look at them with their jaws drop and appreciate their beauty and they want all this uh, temporary false appreciation from men and that's why they wear all this provoking and exposing and uh, types of clothes and for this cheap adoration from men they do all these things but unfortunately who is going to suffer so you cannot say it's my body and send wrong messages to men that's also inappropriate so both there is an external stimulus and internal stimulus just uh, for example there is just imagine a man with lot of money he is a crazy person with lot of money walking in a dark uh, dark road it's pitched up but then all the 2000 notes the 500 notes are coming out of his pocket now all this money is being exposed do you think that people will sit quiet do you think that these people will be quiet and not take the money away from you no it's not that oh it's my money i can it's my my freedom nobody should rob me you are just actually activating and triggering a person's inherent nature to rob by sending this message you cannot expose your money like that you are very careful while you are taking money right so similarly women also should be very uh, chaste and they should understand the principle this attraction between a man and woman is there so we should be very careful both men and women men should not violate and destroy the freedom of women at the same time women should not send wrong messages to men just give me a minute i'll just plug on my this thing so that it doesn't
So sorry for the interruption. So now Krishna is explaining here that how these are the sitting places for the lust. So we should not uh, uh, be very casual about this enemy. He is not an ordinary enemy. You can just imagine this one enemy is taking you from one body to another body, life after life. So definitely it is not a ordinary thing. We cannot be very casual about our dealings with the material nature. We have to be very very powerful to deal with this powerful enemy called lust. So no leniency in this. That's why the principles of freedom. If you want to be truly freedom, then no meat eating, no gambling, no intoxication, and no illicit sex. Prabhupada has made this very clear. And these are the, the pillars of dharma. These are the pillars of dharma. Why Krishna is so concerned is because he wants us back home. He is so merciful. He is saying that you don't go for this cheap uh, happiness that we are getting here. Please become free and come to me, to the spiritual world. He is very merciful. He is waiting for us as a dear Lord. So, if you want to go back to the spiritual world, then we have to break this shackle, this chain of lust. So, yeah, so this is what uh, we have covered today from verse 36 to Arjuna's question, why are we uh, forcefully doing some wrong things? And Krishna is explaining very beautifully that how it is only lust, this karma and krodha, which makes us anichan, although you don't want to do anything wrong, you are forced to do wrong things, it's because of the previous tendency that you have. And this lust is forming those tendencies and those impressions within our mind. It will take some time, but we are definitely very hopeful because Krishna consciousness is very, very powerful. Bhakti, the process of bhakti is very powerful than lust. We should always remember, sin is definitely powerful, lust is powerful, but more powerful than papa, sin and lust is Krishna. Krishna is supremely powerful. So when you take shelter of Krishna, you can overcome lust. Not by our own strength, but by the mercy of Guru and Krishna, we can definitely overcome this. It takes time, but slow but for sure, it will happen. Just like when the fan is rotating, you know, you switch off. We switch off the fan, the fan will not immediately stop. It will take its own time because the momentum is there. It will gradually come to a halt. So similarly, right now, we all have taken up to Krishna consciousness and we have switched off. We have switched off our sinful tendencies. But it will not stop immediately because it's a yantra. It will take its own time. Gradually it will come to halt, just like a fan. So be hopeful and Krishna consciousness is very very hopeful thing that Krishna Prabhupada has given to us. So we have to be very thankful to Prabhupada for giving us this opportunity to associate with the devotees and understand these principles of Bhagavad Gita and purify ourselves, purify our consciousness. And who knows if we are intensely doing these things day after day, this very lifetime we will be able to go back to home, back to Godhead. Right? And that's the aim. So let me take some questions now. So with this I just wanted to uh, explain the very important section of the Bhagavad Gita, most relevant for all those people who don't even believe in God. They can still refer to this section of the Bhagavad Gita 36 to 40 if they want to be truly happy. And in fact many uh, so-called uh, uh, motivational speakers and uh, great authors, they are very close to the principles that Krishna is saying in the Bhagavad Gita. They actually are the different versions of the principles that are already explained in the Bhagavad Gita. So if you can have 
this one book with you as a manual for life then that's an amazing thing it can this is the best motivational book that you can ever have there can be nothing more or better than bhagavad gita in your life so that's it what i wanted to share today let me take some questions so i have some questions here on stream here so let me display the questions and let's see okay so the question is hina mata ji is asking prabhu ji is pleasing the senses for ourselves always papa since now if pleasing our senses as per the karma kanda section of the vedas if you have doing some yagna and then pleasing your senses then it is not papa and that's why like grahastha ashrama also right now in grahastha ashrama there is grahastha and grahamidi you can be with the family you can be with the wife and you can enjoy the material pleasures and the material senses not by indulging in sense pleasures but by engaging in dharma so when you engage in dharma by doing yagna then that type of sense pleasure is good it is not against the dharmic laws it is actually as per dharma so krishna is not against sense pleasure but krishna is saying you do it in accordance with the vedas but when we don't do that then when we we incur sin and that is more and more binding us but the moment you start doing yagna it is giving you sensual pleasure but also making you relieved so it is not a game so that is not uh, uh, like sense pleasure in accordance with the vedic injunctions is good so we are not against uh, sense gratification good any other okay dev has another question prabhu ji now we know that there is lust but please can you guide us how to fight it yes so now today we have understood practically uh, the theoretically that how lust is there and the positions of the lust and the method how the lust uh, it triggers us so what we can do going forward so you can call me personally and i will guide you that how we can fight it okay dev how can we fight this lust and how can we have some practical things uh, to fight this so i will explain to you in detail it will take a good amount of time to explain because it's a big big enemy within us so in the another session also we will cover it but dev for immediate thing you can call me and you can touch this with me uh, achutan ji is asking uh, most god men today are following the path of lust yes absolutely there are so many cases that we see in the recent past we have seen so many people uh, god men so called god men uh, getting into uh, all this uh, scandals and there are so many problems it all becomes public and people lose faith so we will have an exclusive session on this achutan uh, ji uh, we will have it uh, we will call it as saints and swindlers so there are a lot of good saints but because of swindlers even the saints get good uh, bad name that's happening in the society unfortunately so that's because they don't understand the principles and they don't come in the parampara so when uh, so called god men without following the principles of the bhagavad gita without any parampara uh, then it will create havoc in people's life in the society so we will also have an exclusive session on this like one of our practical spirituality that we have we will also have this session we will we will understand who is a saint and who is a swindler okay 
सो सो देव इज सेइंग श्योर प्रभु जी थैंक यू सो मच एंड अच्युतन जी इज आल्सो सेइंग थैंक यू सो मच सो दैट्स इट फॉर टुडे आई होप यू हैव गॉट सम वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट इंसाइट्स टुडे ऑन दिस सेक्शन ऑफ द भगवत गीता एंड वी विल अगेन मीट नेक्स्ट संडे एंड लेट्स सी व्हाट कृष्णा इज गोइंग टू एक्सप्लेन फर्दर so thank you so much for joining and those who could not join today you can please listen to the recordings uh, on youtube as well as on the podcast the link is given in the description you can check it out and you can uh, listen to it later so all my dear devotees please share this uh, video with everyone else so that they also get benefited by the knowledge of the bhagavad gita so and uh, also some of you here on youtube if you have not said hare krishna this is the time for you to say hare krishna and let us know who you are so that we can touch base with you again later so that's it for today thank you so much take care and be safe we'll see you again next sunday take care hare krishna